The following resources presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. Welcome to ZPod, an outreach ministry of Identity Matters podcast. ZPod is focused on addressing worldview issues relating to the millennial generation and their children, Generation Z. Every indwell believer needs to know who they are in Christ, and our new series, Gen Z, will do just that, equipping all generations through the mind of Christ. Thank you for joining us today. This is part B. So even tonight as we are teaching this message about Generation Z, who's completely clueless to the Word of God, completely clueless to the standards and infrastructure of a healthy church, and over somewhere there is someone having their skin peeled off them because they will not renounce Jesus Christ. Yet all of you are going to turn this podcast off after you're done. Probably go get a donut and a cup of coffee and you'll sleep well. Peace, peace, but there is no peace. That's what will be in that last generation. Everything will be, oh well, that's not my problem. Those people put themselves in that state. Now Christians are stubborn. They probably should die. Who knows what the one-liners will be 15 years from now. Regarding relational bullying, I have that at 31%, which is what they had it at. I think that's about right. You do need to train and equip your children how to handle persecution. You really do. But it's not top priority. The academic pressures they experience, whether it's in homeschooling or whether it's in a college, it doesn't make any difference. You need to understand something here. If the 100% mark was close to being met as your priority, that flows like a waterfall down this statistical fountain. If you have a taught your children, Christ is life worldview, when it comes to living close to the family, you're going to go, duh. Because that's built inside of a crisis life model. If you have a crisis life worldview, when it comes to morality for yourself and your children, that would be duh. When it comes to missions, that would be duh. And it rolls itself all the way down to that smartphone where I have it at 3%. By the time you get down there, there's going to be very few parents that believe a young child should be casting their eyes upon a smartphone. Because you already know the dangers. You won't have to go to some teacher or preacher unpack the statistics so you believe what it is going to do 
what it is already doing. It's causing rage in children. You want to know what's coming next. The thing that's coming next should rattle your cage. Let's take a look at what the Word of God actually says. Romans 1, the whole chapter I'd encourage you to look at intently. But Romans 1, verses 28 through 32 is what I'm going to read to you. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind. Depraved in the Greek means mindless. They can't think. That meant a lot to me. (laughs) But God turned them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper. Now, a loving God wouldn't do that, would he? Do you see, you cannot have a victorious son until you let him go prodigal. The Amish call it letting them go and sow their oats. That's their way of saying this passage. Many parents have had to turn their teenager over to the streets because of this. We're reading. Satan was cast out of heaven because of this. So God turns them over to a mindless mind to do the things which are not proper, being filled with all, number one, unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, their gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to their parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, and unmerciful. And although they know the ordinances of God, that those who practice such things also are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. Now you just take that verse and you try to find a culture. That's how I read the Bible. Take the verse, try to find a culture. Where does it stick? Where does the round peg stick in the round hole? That was prophecy. There will come a generation, Jesus said to his disciples, where children shall rise up and kill their parents. There's a lot to be said coming from this particular passage. I want to jump into some of it before we quit today. Even though parents of Generation Z fear the overuse of the Internet by their children, the parents themselves are not able to make the connection that they are the ones who set the stage for their children's addictions to cyber connectivity. They're not making the connection. Mindless. 
They lack absolutes and they lack conviction. They're mindless. So everything has to be cute and funny. The parents have a dislike for their access to inappropriate information and images, as well as social networking sites. While they continue to model these vulnerabilities themselves, every time they say no to the child, they see mom run off to the kitchen using her smartphone. Something wrong there. Uh, Z children typically feel annoyed with their parents and complain about parents being overly controlling when it comes to their internet usage. And I think the reason is it reminds them of their own cyber dependence. Generation Z believes that the use of social media and other sites help them educationally, emotionally, and relationally, as bizarre as that is. Do you know that if the good Lord turned off media, social networks, emails, text messaging, we could go back to peace. There are many who study these kinds of things, and they say that probably under this new type of warfare we're experiencing in cyberspace, the government is being obligated to do grid blackouts. You can find this on the internet of certain countries that are under grid blockouts right now, stopping all communication coming in and coming out. One of my directors is one that is under it in the Congo. I have to wait sometimes a month to get a response. Do you know how much peace there would be if you were not nagged by text messages and emails and social connections and little thumbs going up or thumbs going down? You got tweeted about someone's opinion on something that doesn't matter. You know how much peace would be brought to the human mind? We are set up to be anxious. We're set up to violate the verse. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, give thanks in prayer. The enemy's going, I have a perfect system to destroy that. Cyber connectivity. I'm aware of this possibility, and that's why I work hundreds of hours. I put 300 hours logged in for yesterday's conference. I know how fast this is going to happen and what will be required of the government to protect its citizens. So I'm making a big enough imprint that when it happens, it's out there. Gen Z tends to be more violent, as we observed in the video. The Z generation is literally the first generation growing up having the internet as their parents and teachers. Their loyalty is evidenced online versus toward family or face-to-face -face educators. Even though this looks like my statement, it's customized out of statistics. 
This is what creates the increase of domestic violence, which is already being registered by officials. It increases domestic violence and attention span issues that are developing every single day in the educational institutions. Now I want to show you how this works, as I promised you the last time. I was going to show you a diagram that lays this out in a very simple form. Please open your PDF at this point and look at the slides and look for the worldview implosion. The outer ring that you see there is the creational parent, God the Father. He's the one that pretty much put the whole thing together. That makes him absolute. That makes him the author, a T. Now bringing it into cultures that are alive today, our second ring is ex-boomers. That's where I'm at. The ex-boomers are the ones that overall still hold to a basic biblical model. And when confronted, most of the time, they honor the truth. There's still a great deal of health there. The Y generation and millennials refute biblical doctrines in family life, and when they're confronted, they detach. They throw a fit. Now, any time that someone throws a fit with me over uh, cyber connectivity, which happens a lot, any time someone throws a fit, it's almost always, listen to me, listener, it is almost always after I share absolute truth. You talk about name-calling I've been, I've been called. I do have a special file on my computer called Hate Mail, and there's stuff in there that I just have to go back to once in a while and giggle. Swear words in French, swear words in you know, languages that are, you know, whatever. And then I look at the, 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 the email that I sent them before the nasties. Every single time. It's when an absolute comes in. And they cannot and will not agree until they educate themselves. Once you hit the seared conscience of I refute absolute truth, you have a long road ahead of you. Then we have Gen Z worldview implosion. And Gen Z holds to pluralistic views, which as any path will do. And when they're confronted, they just pitch fits. Then you have a lot of the millennials that are emotionally not old enough to even hang on to the label of millennial. They're zeers. They're like their children. Now, I'm just now exploring that. I've asked, have you found a section within these two that are, and then I explain what I just told you, actually millennials that are zeers because emotionally they're not old enough to even handle the adult contact of millennialism. And we're exploring it. We might be on the cutting edge of one of these overlapping cultures. Because I personally have 
the experience with many of my people that I communicate with is that I can't lock them into millennial. They act more like a zeer. You're not even mature enough to be stuck with the immature ones. So there's something happening as the cultures begin to form in a culture that's easy to define. Zers are very easy to define. The millennials are really messed up. So I want to know more as to why. And then finally, the ring that is between the ex-boomer and the Y and millennial generations is what I'm calling the ring of crisis. And I'm thinking, as a result of what I just shared with you about there's this middle space of a different kind of generation I'm getting from this ring of crisis, which is where all the statistics are. So let me show you the ring of crisis a little closer. The ring of crisis, if you remember now, we got the creational parent, God the Father, you have the, the ex-boomer, and then you have the Y and the millennials, and then you got Gen Z. The ring of crisis is between the ex-boomers and Generation Y and the millennials. The reason why we have to have Y and millennials in there is because statistics are showing us there are many millennials that are older that fit more into the Y generation. So, this ring of crisis, here's the symptoms within the ring of crisis. The generation between ex-boomer, grandma and grandpa, and Y and millennials. It comes from the passage that we shared with you tonight. We see unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, if they have any, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, and unmerciful. What Paul shared with his depraved culture he was addressing, the Romans, was a prophetic passage. We are experiencing this today worldwide. And even though they knew God and all of his ordinances, they did not honor him as God so therefore, this decision was made for God to turn them over to their cultural thinking. And if you can't connect the dots on this one, I would like to have you text me at 602-292-2982 and maybe we can get those dots connected with you. Okay, and closing things off here. The fear of a lot of pastors and researchers, sociologists, is that this verse that Jesus put in place, of course he was just speaking the truth. Matthew 10, 21, it says, Brother will betray brother to death, a father, his child, and children will rise up against parents 
and caused them to be put to death. And even though Jesus had this tendency to put prophetic things in just about everything that he said, this verse is an obvious testimony, not only of that, but of our present generation. In order for a culture to get to the point of wanting to stab each other, literally, because of absolute truth, here are the eight things that have to happen. Number one, society must hate authority. Does that exist in the generation of the millennials? The people will need to detach from each other. Has this happened with our millennials? It's their number one characteristic. The populace must detach from the body of Christ. That would be a duh. The authentic church will be viewed as harmful to society. The culture will be detached from the Hebrew traditions of family beliefs, customs, and traditions. That is far gone. The global community will need to be primarily trenched in a one-world religion, All paths lead to a single God. That's what I believe the Generation Z will fulfill for the Antichrist. The depravity of Christ's following will be the precedence over the traditional beliefs of the indwelling life of Christ or indwelt Christianity. And then number eight, all world governments will merge into one force. That is being accomplished each day. Here's our identity matter statement for today. It's pretty simple, straightforward, direct. Once a society is formed with these components, true indwell Christians will be persecuted and betrayed and delivered up into the hands of civil authorities by brothers, sisters, parents, children, strangers who will not support the traditional conservative view that Jesus gave to his disciples. Jesus said to these disciples, I am. Remember, I am in the Hebrew means identity. I am the identity of the way. I am the identity of the truth. I am the identity of the life. No one comes to the Father but through me single pathway. Even though those who oppose what Jesus said will ultimately be tortured by Satan for such resistance, this single doctrinal statement made by Jesus is what will define, reveal this final generation. I am really hoping You had the daylight scared out of you in this message. I hate to say it, but the reason why the hellfire damnation have the strongest record of salvations is because they scared the hell out of people through the power and overflow of Jesus Christ. When light encounters darkness, darkness must take a hike. And we're losing that potency in you preachers. Henry, thank you. Stephen, thank you. 
all of you who have stepped up to the plate and said, I will preach the absolute word of God in an authoritative fashion and that we scare the hell out of our communities. It doesn't belong there. Hell needs to go back to where it belongs. So here's our conclusion. Here's our challenge. Where do we go from here? I seriously would download those slides and I would pray over every single slide and say, God, what's next for us? What can we do? Because if you go back to preaching mom and pop style preaching and teaching, the only audience you're going to get is old folks in your congregation. You're only going to be appealing to the choir. It's time. Times are different. We're entering a new era. If they're going to tell me that we are now in the post-truth era, then I am going to shout it and scream it and proclaim it as often as I can until I drop. Because I understand enough about eschatology that that is the wrap-up session. 602-292-2982. Give me a text right now. We do thank you for listening. Next week's podcast is going to be the birth of an anti-everything society. And the consequences, by the way, of what will happen to your grandchildren. You've been listening to Identity Matters Podcast. We appreciate having you join us today. Feel free to log on to our website at www.iomamerica.org. We have lots of resources available for you on the believer's identity in Christ. Again, thank you for joining us.